Hayes. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pellicone. You are listening to episode 29 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Sex is the Plot. And Frank, um, it seemed the category itself caused you some chagrin, um, but sounds like you might have come up with something that, that, that you like. So what did you come up with? Um, so yeah, I was uh, not super pleased when that was spun. I thought you were somehow trying to force me to watch pornography. No. Um, so I looked around and I found some stuff like there's some sleazy shit from the eighties and nineties. That was like the Cinemax type, like Friday after dark shit. And, um, some other movies that there was one fucking like Mr. Mr. Johnson or something about a guy whose penis comes to life. And, um, anyway, <laughs> so I didn't watch any of them. Uh-huh. um so as i was uh scrolling through tubi i found this this movie called the french sex murders hmm. um which is also known as the house of rendezvous and the bogeyman and the french murders um it's a 72 giallo film okay. um that was directed by a guy named uh, Fernand- ferdinando marigi who i don't really know anything about but it was edited by bruno Mattei, who's a horror director hmm. from like the 70s and 80s None of that shit matters. Um, stars a number of uh, B-movie regulars like um, Evelyn Craft and Rosabella Neary and Barbara Boucher and Anita Ekberg, um, Pete Martell, and then a guy named Robert Sackey, who we'll, we'll talk about over the course of this movie because he's fucking amazing. Okay. Um, so... This is going to be really long. I'm just going to let you know in advance because there's a lot to talk about here. Okay. Um, so the movie opens with this chase of this man on foot who's running through the streets of Paris, who's always like obscured by like trees and stuff. And like the cops are chasing them and they go to the Eiffel Tower and they run up the Eiffel Tower and there's all these shots like looking down through the Eiffel Tower. Mm. And then <laughs> I can't even explain it. Like the special effect of somebody jumping from the Eiffel Tower where it's just like almost like the paper cut out of a man like with his arms up to the side of his head and then his legs like spread down almost like, like a, a um, like a looney tunes type thing sort almost. of but like imagine like the men that are on like street signs but okay. one of them all in black like falling from the sky going ah <laughs> okay so then the titles come up and it's you know the french sex murders uh-huh. um so there's this dude um uh antonio antoine Gottvalles, who goes to this um brothel and he goes in the brothel and they don't want to let him in and he's like you know i'm here to see um francine and they're like oh we told you not to come back here and see francine anymore so he pulls out this big wad of money oh i'm sorry so the first time you see him, he's breaking into a house with a um, switchblade and stealing a bunch of um, jewels. Okay. So then he goes to the brothel and they're like, I can't see her anymore. And he's like, I got all this money. And they're like, okay, you can see her. This is the last time. So you find out that Godvalis is in love with this prostitute named Francine, who's apparently super popular in this brothel that caters to like these rich men because mm. um, of the things she does. Mm. But it's never revealed like what things she does. Um, and there's men in like cloaks and stuff walking around, sort of like eyes wide shut, but they don't really talk about that. Those guys just go in another room. There's random guys wearing cloaks. Yeah, they just let him in, like, oh yeah, hey guys, go into that room and we'll send some people in for you. <laughs> there's just some guys that think you're supposed to wear cloaks when you go to the brothel, but they yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're very elaborate cloaks, um, like nice, nice patterns. Um, so Godvalis and Francine have sex, and then he like gives her all these jewels that he stole, and he's like, Hey. I'm in love with you run away with me I don't want you doing this anymore and she's like oh baby so she's like talking to him and then the knocks on her like Francine they need you downstairs because she booked an appointment right before they went upstairs to have sex so she's like oh baby next time you come over we'll talk about this like I gotta go and he's like no you whore and he starts like hitting her but he's not really hitting her because it's like the worst like telegraph punches and you can see they're all missing um, and there's there's a lot of rack focus on the eyes in this movie, so it keeps mm. like rack focusing on his face, and he's like, "Whore, you bloody whore!" Um, so there's a writer downstairs that's dealing with um, the madam of the brothel, 
and he's doing research quote unquote for his book but he's spending a lot of time in the brothel because he wants to write this like steamy expose of the world of french prostitution or whatever right um so got valets like gets dressed and leaves and the writer's like oh like sees him go out the door and then he goes upstairs and you find out that francine's murdered like she's mm-hmm. dead um so Gavalis runs away and he goes to um this house and um in the house or no it cuts to the scene where there's this old man with like graves eyeballs you know like popping out of his head and he's having sex with this attractive young woman and she's like um oh pepe don't disappoint me um but spoiler alert pepe gonna disappoint a lot of people so they have like weird sex and then what's weird about it it's just uncomfortable looking like i don't know like everybody in this movie when they're having sex is like thrashing around all over the place like the women are like continuously contorting their bodies to the right and the left while these like pasty ass frenchmen are like laying on top of them <laughs> like making kissy noises uh-huh. um, a lot of a lot of nudity in this movie just so you know so it's like a pretty pretty um pretty standard giallo for the time period uh-huh. so um antoine like gavalis goes to the house and he's knocking on the door and he's like knock 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 mm. knock 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 like it's like 30 <laughs> seconds of him like trying different knocks uh-huh. and he's like um oh shit what is her name marianne marianne let me in let me in and pepe's like don't go answer that door and she's like oh i don't want to but then she does and she opens the door and he's like marianne i'm in some deep shit like you gotta let me in and she's like you only ever come here when you want something you need to leave. So she tries to shut the door, but then he puts his foot in the door. And then naked Pepe comes up and he's like, hey, she told you to leave. And punches Gavalis and he falls <laughs> away. And they shut the door and lock it. Mm. And then Gavalis is like, I'm going to break this door down. I'm going to kill you. Then he just runs away. So then he runs out into the street and these cops see him. They're like, hey. And they start chasing him and they chase all over the place. And then he's like stopped at this car and somebody says, hey, kid, need a light? And he looks up and it's this hum- it's Humphrey Bogart is there like this dude wearing like a trench coat mm-hmm. that looks like Bogart that talks like Bogart. And this is um, oh, what's the actor's name? Saki or whatever. Robert Saki. Yeah, yeah Robert Saki, who oh. was a professional right. Humphrey Bogart impersonator. This is his first film role, um, which is why the movie's called The Bogeyman and the French Murders or whatever. Right. Um, so they capture Gutvalis and they take him to jail. So then it cuts to a scene where there's this old man, Valdemar, who's a doctor, and um, Techi, who's a judge, and they're talking about Gottvalli's getting captured. Like, it happens immediately. Mm-hmm. And Techi's like, hey, you know, I'm going to have to preside um, preside over this case. And Valdemar's uh, like, oh, I think he's a paranoid um, schizophrenic. And Techi's like, whoa, 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 we can't discuss this case. I don't want you to, like, um, whatever, like, bias my opinion. Um, so then you're introduced to Roger, who's this like encephalitic headed like weirdo who's <laughs> Valdemir's assistant, um, who's in love with Valdemir's daughter, whose name on the subtitles is spelled E L E N O R A, so Eleonora, but they call her. Leonora little Leonora or so I don't know I think what it is is it's E dash Lenora maybe is how you're supposed to say her name like Leonora I don't know anyway it it never makes sense with what the subtitles say to her name yeah it's a pro short story with that name yeah we're gonna call her we're gonna call her Eleonora okay so you find out that Roger is in love with Eleonora and trying to make out with her and she's like no my father will never approve you have to give time um so then it cuts to another scene where all the people that were involved somehow in like all the whores the writer um pepe and uh, marianne um are all in this room like i guess for the trial and they're sitting there like all talking about um like what's going to happen and how he has to be guilty and marianne's like oh he was my husband but i don't think he could ever kill anybody and pepe's like hey you know what we should do we should all go to my club and get drunk after this so then it cuts to the trial um but there is no trial it's just judge Teshi saying you're found guilty 
and I'm sentencing you to death. And they have um, Pepe in like like a cage in the middle of the courtroom. Like he's just in this cage. Okay. So then the camera, everything goes to like photo negative. So everybody's all like, um, you know, like like a photo negative, like black mm-hmm. spots in their eyes and mouth, and everything's like all like blown out white. And Gavales is like, no, no, I didn't kill her. Are you mad? You'll find out I'm not guilty after I'm dead. You're happy to let me pay for this crime. But if there's a second world, I promise you, I'm going to come back and kill you all. Oh. So then it cuts. And so is that all in negative? That or... whole scene. Yeah, every, everything shot in negative. It's like, eh, so, so is the idea the negative is giving weight to this like kind of prophetic. No, no, no. There's no idea. Like, don't 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 try and like because it's it's worse like not worse but anyway it's they it's they use it to like illustrate i guess like moments of like high tension or whatever right, but we'll, yeah, okay. we'll get to that in a okay minute. okay um so then all of a sudden it's like some other day and the writer is shacked up with this singer that was um uh peppy's place uh so then Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's shacked up with this woman. You don't know who she is. This blonde woman. He's in love with her. So then all of a sudden, Gavales is free. And he's just in a car, like, driving. Like, he got away from the cops. Um, So he's driving this car, and he drives through Paris. And then, like, he parks the car, and this dude gets off a motorcycle. So he just runs over and gets on the dude's motorcycle and drives away because the car, I guess, wasn't an effective enough getaway tool. Okay. And the guy's like, hey, he's stealing my bike. Hey. Like that's the, the like most I don't know like weakest. Um, it's very passive response. Yeah, too. it is. But then that guy doesn't matter anymore anyway. Yeah. So they go on this like wild chase and got Valleys is like like riding on his bike motorcycle, and he gets to this police barricade and he just stops and talks to him. Like he stops like he's gonna talk to him and like hey I need to see your papers and then he just like keeps driving but like he could have just kept driving anyway because they weren't really paying attention. So they give chase and they shoot at him, but they miss. So he's driving down like near this river and going around all these bends and the cops are chasing him from behind. So he comes around this bend and it's like foreshadowing because there's little caution cones up, mm-hmm. um, but he comes around and it cuts to the shot where it's just like his face against a black background. And then it cuts to a shot of like a piece of sheet metal coming off the back of this truck. And then it cuts to this another shot of his face against a black background making like a nah face. <laughs> and then what, what was it like? Yeah. It's like it's like like horror face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he hits he hits the plate at his neck and his head like tumbles off and rolls down into the road and he's decapitated and then he's dead. So that's got volleys. <laughs> okay. Um so then they cut like a it's it, it literally one of the most like hysterical and amazing decapitations I've ever seen in a movie. Um, so then it cuts to the club, the Pepe's club where Marianne is singing the song and she's singing the song in French and she keeps looking over at Pepe watching this blonde woman get like molested by this dude in a booth. And I think the words are supposed to be meaningful, like because she's looking directly into the camera. So she's like commenting on what's happening, mm-hmm. but they don't subtitle the song. So then the dude is like literally trying to rape this woman and Pepe steps in and like punches him a couple of times and then's like, hey, hey, buddy, you just need sobering up. Nobody bruise him or anything. Just just go ahead and take him to the back. (laughs) So then Marianne comes over and is like, oh, nice to see you show much so so much interest. Show so much interest in Tina. But it's like Tina was getting raped, like in the right. club. Like, he's like, what's he gonna do? Like, right, was, yeah, yeah. Like the dude's like yeah. got his hand down her shirt and trying to like wrestle her and stuff. Uh, Pepe had is, to step in. That is that is not women helping women there. <laughs> so then Bogart shows up, um, and is talking to Marianne, and he's like, um, you know, I always thought the evidence was too much against Scott Bollies. I don't think he did it. So all of a sudden, like, you know, Gavales was like innocent, but whatever right. they Bo- bogeys, died yeah. anyway. Right. Um, then Pepe comes up and he's like, Marianne, go get dressed for your next set. And Bogart's like, you're right. You're on a tight ship, Pepe. Better keep it on an even keel. <laughs> so then it cuts back to Valdemir. Does he talk like Bogie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then it cuts back to Valdemir and Valdemir and Roger are in the lab and Roger's like mixing potions. And Valdemir calls up um, Teshi and he's like, hey, um, can I get Gavalis's head? I need it for uh, research. And Teshi's like, 
It might be difficult. I don't know if I can justify getting the head. Don't expect a miracle. And then it cuts, and the next shot is Valdemir and Roger with the head. And Valdemir's like, well, he performed this miracle. We got this head. <laughs> so then the it's idea super is easy barely right I, I know right it's <laughs> like it's like it, they they say it so that's a common theme for the rest of this movie it's someone <laughs> says something and then immediately that thing is just happening even though like right there's no transition it's just like we you say it and it happens that's, that's good writing so Valdemir's like um I'm going to need you to take out his right eye for research purposes. And Roger's <laughs> like, everything oh. they do to this head going to be for research. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll, you'll find out. Okay. So then Roger's like, oh my God, he's, he's, his irises are contracting. Baltimore's like, no, no, no. He's been dead for too long. That's not happening unless the curse is real. Mm. So then it cuts again. Um, so then it shows like cars driving all over Paris. Let me tell you something. Like, does this is this actually like Paris or is this like? Oh no, it's it's filmed in Paris. It is okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a huge like Paris mark or whatever. But Paris mm-hmm. in the '70s was amazing. Like, it looks beautiful and the streets are nice and like mm-hmm. the cars are just like it's it's really impressive. Um, so you find out that Roger and uh, Eleonora or whatever, Eleonora um are making out and she's like no i can't do it like my dad's gonna find out and you just need to be patient if you love me because you know he's like i don't understand why he won't let me date you doesn't he want you to date anybody she's like ah you know he's just old-fashioned just got to give him time um so then it cuts back to um the brothel and um the madam is there madam colette is there and she's like oh got me got me shut down because of this murder like i can't make any money like this what am i gonna do she's like you know what i gotta do i gotta call fontaine fontaine is bogart by the way bogey so she's like i gotta call fontaine and then cut and fontaine's answering the phone like hello i understand yeah it's tough i don't know what to tell you like it was a murder at your place and he hangs up he's like yeah that was madame colette wanting me to help her open up her massage parlor again that's why so he's getting right because that fucking right i know because no yeah no one has any place to Mm -hmm. whatever like release their tensions so then it cuts to madame colette's house and there's this skinny person wearing a hoodie like climbing up the side of her building um so she's in her room and she's walking around and she's looking all nervous so she reaches into her desk and pulls out like the teeniest little gun in the world like these tiny this tiny little gun so she's carrying it around and like looking all nervous and then she turns around and bam, somebody's got a lamp and they're beating her on the head with it. But here's the thing. <laughs> they show that shot of the lamp coming down on her screaming head mm-hmm. five different times with five different color filters over it. Oh. And then she, and then she's just dead. So no, neg- no negative though? No, no, no. It's like, you know, like color, like red, blue, yellow, green, whatever, and then dead. Okay. Um. So then it cuts to Valdemir and the judge are playing chess, talking about the Gus Gottvalli's t- case. And the judge is like, I don't know. I might have been wrong all along. Maybe it wasn't Gottvalis that, that killed uh, Francine. <laughs> so then he's like, they're drinking. And he's like, oof, I feel all woozy. I don't know what's happening. Mm. Um, so Roger has to take him home. Um, so Roger takes him home and then, like, pauses outside the house and looks around all suspicious and, like, is, like, tapping really fast on the um, the gate to the house. And then he leaves. Then Valdemir is like there slicing up an eyeball in his lab, which is obviously not a real eyeball because it's like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's basically like a piece of like jello or something. I'm that they're, I'm really, I'm, I, I was hoping it was a real eyeball. No, you know. <laughs> um, so, uh, he's like, Leonora's there and he's like, look, I don't want you seeing that Roger anymore because I saw how he looked at you when you walked out to the living room and I'm not down with that. And she's like, oh, father, don't be so suspicious. Like, he's he's a nice man. Don't embarrass me. He's like, all right, fine. I won't embarrass you. So then it goes back to the judge's house and he's reading the Gottvalli's transcript. But the thing is, it's like a scrapbook. Like, it's this, like, cloth-bound, like, book of pages that he's like flipping through and it's like all embroidered and it says like gut volleys and like felt lettering across the top <laughs> he's doing arts and crafts like yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. track of his cases um so then it cuts back to marianne and she's like tina are you fucking pepe and <laughs> tina's like pepe is my business associate i'm not fucking him at all and she's like well you better not be fucking so pepe is really disappointing because what pepe is really doing 
is he's fucking Alice, who was a prostitute that was in the house originally that nobody could find, but it's because she's fucking Pepe. Mm. So Pepe's like, hey, baby, we're going to like get out of this place. I'm going to take all this money and we're going to like leave the country. But I got to go do I mean, something. Does it, nobody can find her in the sense that like she's just always in a room just waiting for Pepe. No, they like, mentioned it once that like she hasn't been around, but you oh, never okay. really even see gotcha. her in the beginning. So I don't know. This okay. movie is very confusing with the way that it like deals with its characters. Okay. Um, so then it cuts back. So Pepe's like, I got to go do something. So he leaves. So then it cuts to skinny hoodie dude at the at what you presume is um because it's like all ominous music and Pepe leaves and then you think maybe he's at Pepe's house, but he's not. He's at the judge's house. So at the same skinny hoodie dude breaks into the judge's house with his um with a switchblade. So it's kind of calling back to the whole thing that got volleys did in the beginning, right? Right. So he goes into the house and then this like mustache dude shows up. Oh, so early on, when earlier when um, Roger dropped the judge off, this woman answered the door, and you barely see her, and they don't introduce her, and she has no line of dialogue. But then all of a sudden, this mustachio dude shows up, and it turns out that that woman was the judge's maid, and they're gonna they're gonna have sex because the judge is in bed, and that's her boyfriend, Mike. Gotcha. Um, so they start having sex, and hoodie dude like is like kind of watching them for a second, and then just like goes upstairs. Um, and the judge gets like this premonition. So he unlocks his desk drawer and also pulls out this teeny little gun. So he's carrying this teeny little gun around, uh-huh. but then he's like, ah, must be fine. So he sits down and then his throat gets slit and you get like color, 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 like as his throat is slit repeatedly. Okay. Um, so then. So every murder has color. Yeah. 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 It's all okay. multicolor. All right. So then it's as soon as his throat gets cut, Eleonora wakes up and she's like, oh my God. So she goes and she looks in her father's room and her father's not there. So she walks down to the lab and she's like, father, I had this nightmare where I felt like someone dear to us was being hurt. And as soon as she says that, the phone rings and Valdemir picks up the phone. He's like, hello. And he's like, oh, my God, Judge Teshi is dead. So, you know, right. No need for like subtlety or anything. Right. Um, so they go and arrest Mike for being the killer for no reason. Like Fontaine just goes and arrests him. Because he's like, well, it must be Mike. Or, I'm sorry, they're at the funeral, and Fontaine's just talking to Valdemir. And he's like, you know, it, it must, Mike, Mike must be the killer because he was there. And, and Valdemir's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, just just a coincidence that they all died. Like, you, you should go get them. So they go and arrest Mike. And then after, like, three minutes of, like, not, not even three minutes. It's like a minute and a half of, like, conversation. Fontaine's like, yeah, it's not you. Get out of here. So he just lets them leave oh my god so okay then, so hold real quick mike, mike was the one that's fucking the mate yeah, yeah yeah okay like mike mike is doris's boyfriend doris is the mate okay you find all this out within the span of like 45 seconds so you got to okay. keep up all right so then it goes back to valdemir's house and roger and eleonora are there talking to each other and roger's like come on like i just want to like i just want to be able to date you like we're in love and she's like oh you gotta watch out for my father and he gives her a kiss and then valdemir comes in and he's like oh my god like you're out of my life like get out of my house you're fired you just i don't want to see you around here anymore and roger like stands up and like squares his shoulders and puts his arm around eleanora and then just leaves like he just like <laughs> okay. like bounces so then pepe and alice are getting ready to leave and the murderer breaks into their house and kills both of them so they're both dead uh-huh then I'm trying to get the sequence of events right. So Marianne thought that Pepe was fucking Alice. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't Alice. Uh, the other one. Oh, Tina. Tina. Thought she was fucking Oh, Tina. she thought he was, but he's actually fucking But Alice. he's actually but, fucking Alice. So then they right. find out that Alice and Pepe were both killed. And so she realizes that's what that off screen. Pepe gets killed off screen. No, no, no. They both get killed on screen. Oh, they, okay. How he, do they the, die? He breaks in and stabs him. Okay. Um, it's they're not a whole lot of interesting deaths in here it's just funny so god damn it you're getting me confused <laughs> so marianne goes to find the author whose name like randall is the author's name okay. marianne goes to find randall and randall is with tina because they're in love oh so that's that's the blonde girl from the beginning that randall was shacked up with this tina okay so then Randall and Tina have weird, uncomfortable sex. And then... Why is that uncomfortable? 
I'm telling you, it's because she's twisting around like a fucking. Oh, they're uh, it's all the same. All yeah, and, and his his, his pasty bald ass is on top of her, just like okay, mouthing at her like boobs, and I don't know. It's, right. it's just weird. It's like okay, it's not as bad as like the room sex, but it's you know, <laughs> doesn't ever feel like real sex. Anyway, right. So, so Tina gets up and Tina gets stabbed. Tina gets her throat cut in the living room. And then that happens all multicolored. Then Randall's like, Tina, where are you? And he comes out and he gets run through with a sword through his stomach. And so he dies. Okay. So then he's dead. So now the only person left alive is Marianne out of like the original group of like people that got Valleys was supposed to get his revenge on. So right. he's so far, he's gotten everybody like they're all dead. Mm-hmm. So um marianne goes to tina's house basically i guess to apologize for thinking that she was fucking pepe um pepe's a real unfortunate looking dude too so i don't know i mean i I find that watching french movies in the 70s like the implication is that the man can look like whatever as long as he's wearing like a natty like blazer with a turtleneck and like the women all fall for him because they're old um so the killer's there but marianne gets away so she tells Fontaine, so Fontaine goes and um, in the blood, uh, is it Randall or Tina? One of them has written the letter M upside mm. down. Okay. So then they realize that Mike's real name is Martin, which what? bears, yeah, I know, it doesn't matter. So they go back to um, <laughs> Doris or whatever, and she's like, nah, like, it's not him. Like, he's like with me. Like, he's not killing anybody. And Fontaine's like, are you sure? Because we have this clue that kind of points to him being the killer, and he was which is a W. Place. No, it's an M. It's an M. <laughs> Until Fontaine goes, you know what? Maybe it was a W. <laughs> so then they go to Baldwin's no. house. Now hold on, hold on. <laughs> so they thought that the W was an was it was an ups, it was upside down. And it's an M, and then they think it's Mike again, who's really Martin. Martin, right? So then the they show like you you're like in Fontaine's mind and you see the camera rotate and you realize it's a W. So Fontaine's oh. like, I know where we gotta go. So then it cuts to Valdemir's house. Uh-huh. And Valdemir's um uh talking to Eleonora, and you find out that he basically wants to fuck his daughter, and that's why he won't let Roger come around. Mm-hmm. Um so Roger breaks in and saves her. And Valdemir, and then Fontaine shows up, and Valdemir escapes, so he's running away. So then you realize that the scene you saw in the beginning of the movie is actually now, and it's Mm. Valdemir like, so the psychology of this is that Valdemir was obsessed with the idea of um, good volleys, and thought that like, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but basically like, he was so obsessed with the idea of fucking his daughter, that he was using like, got volleys as i don't know there's some kind of fucking like he's possessed by got volleys maybe but he's not and he just is using it as an excuse because he's like you know incestuous anyway so he runs away so you cut back to the beginning of the movie they're chasing him and this fucking like i swear to god fucking valdemir is like 70 years old but he's like leaping over like barricades and running up hills so they finally like chase him to the eiffel tower and you know he runs up and you see him and he's like oh and he gets to the top and he "Ah," you know falls to his death and that's it that's that's french sex murders so i laughed so hard at this movie like so many times and like genuine i have no no preconception no i whatever this movie was made to be serious like they were really trying to like make this serious you know study and like psychosexual insanity or whatever but dude this it's it's one of the funniest movies with some of like the most i mean the direction by itself is amazing that i swear to god like anytime somebody says that something is going to happen it cuts to that thing happening or that they need to do something like that's just they're doing (laughs) and it's only 90 minutes long um it's got amazing performances in the sense that they're either like super wooden or completely over the top. Like good volleys is, I mean, he's only in it for 15 minutes or whatever until he's dead. Maybe like, it might be like 18 minutes when his head gets cut off, 
but he's just all like wide eyes and like spittle flying all over the place i'm gonna kill you all i didn't kill anybody um Uh yeah i don't know i would say that it's on tubi it's free it's 90 minutes you need to go watch the french sex murders because it's fucking amazing funny ridiculous i don't know so poorly directed that it's like brilliantly directed really weird editing choices and special effects that make no sense like because i really think what it's supposed to make you think like i i so here's what i believe the intention of this movie is Mm -hmm. i think that they wanted you to think that there really was a supernatural killer happening that you're supposed to believe that it really is got volleys back from the dead right in Um, the hoodie yeah right but first of all like Godvalis is like he's kind of like a muscular dude like he's you know the dude in the hoodie is this like skinny little fuck and mm-hmm. like just whatever and again like no way that Voldemort's like climbing up walls and shit like Spider-Man so I think you're supposed to believe that it is him but if you want to believe that then they should just do like the Bava thing where they just show you like gloves or the hand sure. or show you right. from afar where you can't really get an idea but instead they just whatever they just mm-hmm. fucking ruin it so you know it's not Cavalli's the whole time. You're supposed to think it's Roger, too, I think. Like, that's your red herring. You're mm-hmm. never supposed to think it's Mike, because all that dude wants to do is fuck Doris. Like, every time you see him, he's just up there fucking Doris. And he comes, like, they show, they let you see the killer, like, pick the lock and go in. And then Mike's just like, ah, Doris, doors open, so right. I decided to come in. Like, let's right. go to bed. Like, oh, you gotta be quiet. Judge Tessie's upstairs, but oh, come in. <laughs> But they don't shut the door or nothing because they don't care. Mike, Mike's just about like getting it in. Like he doesn't, <laughs> right? He doesn't, he doesn't need no privacy. Um, and when Fran, when Francine is being killed in the beginning, like got is screaming at her, like you whore, you bloody whore, you you need to, you cannot be with any other man, you whore. What else does he call her? Actor's just professing his love. Right, right. And, like, well, he's in love with her. Well, right. he's, he's crazy. He used right. to beat Marianne, too, she says, mm. because he's violent. He got violent temper. That's why she wouldn't let him in. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's a ridiculous movie, but it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> and I was going to do, like, the whole, like, watch, like, two or three movies, but you know what? I don't even watch it. I, so that's a lie. I tried to watch... Fuck, what did I try to watch? The Venus Guy Trap. Which mm-hmm. I got like ten minutes in, and I realized what it was was it was like a Cinemax After Dark movie with all the nudity edited out. Mm-hmm. So it was just the plot, and it was only thirty-eight minutes long. Um, so I couldn't even finish thirty-eight minutes of that. And then what was the other thing I tried to start watching, but it was so bad. Fuck, hold on, I gotta pull up two because I can't remember what it was. That movie I literally got like. Was it one of the Femalian movies, maybe? I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound true. (laughs) Sounds like a lie. Yeah, it's a... Sounds like you're very familiar with it. Let me go to my continue watching. (laughs) Where is that? You never know. They change shit all the time. They're going to change Prime, too. Oh, sex pot. Two stoners stumble upon a horde of weed that works as an aphrodisiac, making all women who come into contact with it incredibly aroused. Mm. There were, I swear to God, 12 masturbation jokes within the first, like, how many minutes did I get into this movie? Let me see. I got, uh, see all this, like, see all this quality research? Mm-hmm. I got six minutes and 15 seconds into this movie. Including one of the characters has a t-shirt that says, I heart to beat my meat. Hmm. So it's these two like teenage dudes and all they want to do is like jerk off together. It's so weird. I couldn't watch any more of it. Then I did watch another Giallo um, called, damn it, what are they doing in here? Called What the Peeper Saw. Um which I also kind of thought, like, I'll just use this for the movie. It's really, a really weird movie, and I watched all of that. Um, that's also where sex is the plot. So, but kind of in a weird way. Um, so there's this kid that comes back from, it's basically like the Bly house, you know, like 
the kid getting sent home because he's right um causing mischief yeah yeah um but he's like this like weirdo pervert that murdered his mother and then his stepmother like suspects him Mm -hmm. so in order for his stepmother to get him to admit that he murdered his mother she has sex with him but he's like 14 it was really weird okay well yeah i mean if you enjoyed the first one i don't understand like you didn't really need to watch anymore uh yeah i know you know whatever glutton for punishment (laughs) well see it turned out okay yeah yeah it was um so french sex murders on tubi yeah so what's your official chagrin score uh a one yeah i don't know i don't know there was some chagrin it's a two because it's not like a classic of cinema or anything but in the grand scheme of like the terrible things i watched it was very entertaining and i was um super into it the whole time yeah see turned out all right and when sex is the subtext comes up later this year um that'll be all right too that's not not really a category that's that's not a real category (laughs) um I mean, although that would open you, I think sex is a subtext is basically opens you up to watch almost anything. So right, uh, but no, that's not a real category. <clears throat> well, that's a plus. Oh my god, this movie was so ridiculous! I watched it twice, just so you know. <laughs> of course. Um, and here's another terrible admission. Uh-huh. So. I was like, I got to see if this movie's on DVD because I really have to have it like immortalized in case that ever leaves Tubi for some reason. Uh huh. Um, so it's actually on a collection that Vinegar Syndrome Company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have um, Forgotten Giallo One and Forgotten Giallo Two, and it turns out I already own Forgotten Giallo One, so I just picked up Forgotten Giallo Two, which has the French sex murders on it. So I'll have it with like commentary and everything. So I'm super oh, excited to get that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I wonder who does commentary on. I don't know some nerd probably like a historian or something like that or yeah. some shit. um <clears throat> yeah i was just looking at my tubi to see like what's on because tubi does that bullshit where it's like you you watch something and then it's like you're not quick enough they start playing something else like randomly like right. connected to that so like i don't go in and like remove those things um but yeah there's a movie called escape room from 2000 and um 2017 it looks like um that is on my continue watching list and then a movie called the terminal and then a movie called slave girls from beyond infinity Mm -hmm. that started playing um so i need to go in some point and just like run my finger across the um the watch button so that they go away yeah all right uh, so, Tubi's the best i know I, I my experiment has not gone so well so far i've watched two movies after i determined i was only going to watch non-podcast movies off of Tubi's recommended list one was terrible the other one was okay i thought it was just uh whatever you're still here or we still see you or some bullshit like that that was terrible and um the belco experiment which i thought was all right yeah i can't watch that movie it's weird i don't know why it's just like the trailers really turned me off hmm. it's i mean i don't know that's exactly what you think it would be but it's well done well well done for the type of movie it is um it's like a kind of like cube in an office building or something like that. Mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of what the impression i got hmm. well there's some did you ever watch that absurd movie that you asked me about the absurd movie that's what it's called it's called absurd oh, okay. remember yeah. you were asking me about um grim reaper uh i can't remember what the Anth- anthropomorphagus or whatever you saw some lists and it said that like okay maybe that was orion yeah no nah, that wasn't me i don't know what you're talking about well anyway that absurd there's a movie called absurd um okay that's generally considered to be like I don't know, it's like super extreme um horror movie it's directed by joe damato it's got george eastman in it 
Um, it's up on Tubi. It's not worth watching. So, gotcha. Um, what is this guy's name? This is going to be the movie that I end up watching tonight. Um, is the very first thing recommended on Tubi tonight is 2016's Regression and is a crime thriller with Ethan Hawke and Emma Watson. It's about a crime in a small town that unmasks a horrifying nationwide mystery. It is directed by Alejandro Amenabar, um, which for some reason I know this guy. We've talked about this guy on the podcast before. I'm positive. Um, maybe not. Yeah, well, he, directed, f- he directed the others. So that's where I know his name from. My first recommendation is Death Spa. Death Spa? Mm-hmm. Is this a you and Orion recommendation or is this a real recommendation? No, I swear to God. And to yeah. me, my first recommended movie is Death Spa. Oh, your first recommended movie. Oh, I thought you were recommending <clears throat> that for me. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I may red card you, though, if I think that we can watch it because I've never seen Death Spa. So. Mm. Okay, well, let's go ahead and see how that's going to play out. All right. So let's get this going here. Russian spies. The category for next week is Russian spies. It's lame. It's your category, man. It's not my category. Yes, it is. It's absolutely your category. Hold on, let me pull list. up. Let me pull up my categories. Um, you always like make that claim, but I think it's just you can put shitty movies on there and blame it on me. No. Spin chagrin. Oh no, hold on. That's where I keep track. I didn't actually have it named when I started like doing this shit. Um... Here it is. The first movie that I had on here, which we have not gotten as a category yet, is Anthropomorphic Animal Hijinks. Yes, it's still it's still on there. Oh, Russian Side is on my list. I know it is. I, I have your mm. text from November 16th of 2021 with your list of movies. I, yeah. Couldn't have been something else. Couldn't get a monkey doing people stuff again. Shout that no. wad early in the. We're forcing around. Um, <clears throat> you still got oh, some. I forgot about horsing around. Yeah. One of our more popular episodes. This is not something to do with mountains. I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's still on the list. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, Russian that... spies. What was yeah, I thinking? Russian... I must have had something in mind. Yeah. All right. Well, now no. I'm a little more interested in it because I, I have to find your... out. <laughs> because it's yours? No, because. <laughs> no, must... that's exact... no, 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 no. That's exactly what it is. Like, you you now wish, in hindsight, that you had picked all these categories. Um, you, you have become uh, defensive and hostile towards categories that are not your own as this thing has progressed. And it's, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Right, I was just trying to have fun, and you guys are trying to fuck me. Like it's that's that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, you just got to be creative enough. You can still have fun, like you did with Sex Is the Plot. Well, I know, but that's a lot more work on my part. There's not that many categories left that like might actually like do that to you. Um, there's like <sighs> there's some real like weird shit on there too but i think it'll be fun what i think is weird is you had russian spies well that's still on the list but uh you had russian spies and snow capers mm-hmm. and you had them on your list right next <coughs> to one another yeah they're right they're back to back and i think it's because in your mind you connect i remember reading that and thinking you connected together spies like us and you thought snow capers, and then you thought of that box cover somewhere subconsciously, and then you came up with like Russian spies. I think I was thinking about combat, actually. That old TV show. Mm. There's some snow capers in that show. It also snow capers is bordered by farmer stories, so right. make your connections there. Right. Yes, it is. Um. <clears throat> oh wow! I think I found my movie. <laughs> All right, I'm putting this on the list. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else you want to talk about this week, right? Uh, no. I feel oh my like God. my entertainment life is really boring right is now. Is Yakov so. Smirnoff, is he a spy? In the movie? No, I don't know. I got to find out. In real out life? He, he might be. <laughs> um, be a brilliant cover. It really would be. Anything to talk about? I don't know. Um, I was going to watch Black Phone this week, but I never felt like spending the $20 to watch it. I think I got to wait. Right. Still really disappointed that Men hasn't come up streaming anywhere because I probably would spend $20 on that. Um, yeah, I don't understand the difference between those. I guess it's just the produ- like the, the distribution companies, the production companies or something. Like well, it's 24 Oh, men. Okay. Yeah. So they probably so, have some kind of deal with like Showtime or some shit. They do have a deal with Showtime. So that's my assumption is that, um, you know, they're just waiting until well, like, that, I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll get the streaming rights to it. So it won't. Yeah. They'll still put like release it for a little bit for $20, but yeah, they probably have a different deal. The Monsters is coming on, um, is now on oh, Netflix. My God. It's going to be here in the fall on Netflix for free. Keep that Netflix subscription for the monsters. Are you talking about the Rob Zombie monsters? Monsters, yes. Not monsters, but monsters. Monsters, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Were you not a monsters fan growing up? Sure, but have you okay. seen the trailers for the Rob I Zombie have, monsters? I, I have. It yeah, is yeah. abysmal. I think. I don't know what else to call it. And you know what it is? It's the only thing that's abysmal about it is actually um, Herman Munster. Like the dude playing Herman Munster is abominable. Like, he's just the worst. He's and got the he's got the like the 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 walk down, like the the walk and like the stumbling and shit like that. Like when he, uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's he can't duplicate. Like he's not duplicating fred win very well to me but um actually sherry moon zombie like comes off pretty well at least in the trailer yeah, she does like, a good job yeah this is what i don't get about rob zombie so yeah let's let, let's talk about this <laughs> like when it comes when it comes to like his taste I feel like I'm very similar to him in terms of like what I appreciate. And he's a little older than me, so his taste skews a little older. But I mean, I still like like all the same stuff he likes, and we have very similar, um, I don't know, like interests and whatever. I mean, I like the, I don't know. It's like he can't help but like fuck everything up that he does. Like I don't get it. It's like the man has one movie that is a classic of modern horror cinema in my opinion like i think mm-hmm. the devil's rejects is one of the best horror movies in the past like 20 20 plus years right both in terms of tone and direction and acting and script and everything and the way it like kind of like subverts your expectations and it's just it's really good right everything else has like some fatal flaw to it or it's just terrible like overall or it's like house of a thousand corpses where it has one good shot basically in the entire movie right and it's just like because it's also uh, it's all so super campy and Day glow and fake looking. Yeah, you know, you've seen all of his stuff. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so I think so. I've seen House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, the first Halloween. I thought about watching Halloween too, like multiple times in the past couple years, just because I never seen it, but I I just couldn't do it. Um, I tried watching The Lords of Salem and fell asleep thirty minutes into it. Um was not impressed by what i saw and then that's it that's the last thing i saw um um so i didn't see 31 and i didn't see uh three from hell yet three from hell is fucking so disappointing it's so bad it and it doesn't even make any sense in the context of the devil's rejects really yeah i mean it's just like 
he just has to do everything like I don't know. It's just always got to be like this extreme shit. It's like the fucking take a shit mask in Halloween. You know what I mean? Right. And there's some decent stuff in Halloween and the sequel, but they just miss the mark and miss the point so much that like, I don't know, like you don't just do something else. Like you don't need to remake Halloween. Right. 34 is, has some okay stuff, but again, it's just like, it's like, all of his inspiration comes from a fun house, right? Like, not, like, really good cinema. So everything's got to feel like a horror attraction almost. And it's Yeah, like, we've talked about that. Yeah, it's like haunted. Like, yeah, I, it's what I always used to say about, like, a house without its corpses is it felt like um around here growing up, it was called Haunted Valley. But it was like, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the ridiculous doctor with the needle, like, yeah. sticking a needle, like, doing, like, you know, some kind of, like, you know, little bit little gimmick like you know with all this neon like in front of him and then sticking a needle into like a dummy you know um and going ha 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 and he just right and then comes out and chases everybody like that's that's what that whole movie feels like to me. well that's what every rob zombie movie feels like except for devil's re tonally speaking and in terms of the way he films it three from hell is similar to devil's rejects but it just it just meant like it's so bad like you really should watch this sometime to see how bad it is because it's really disappointing yeah um right i should 30 34 is very much again like it's it's okay i guess but it's a fun house and lords of salem is just um i don't even know how to explain it like like there should be a nine inch nail soundtrack to it in 1993 (laughs) and it should have been three minutes long like that's you know lords of salem and that would have been enough because that's all that movie is it's just like you're right it's really boring so it's just like imagery and yeah it feels like he's trying to duplicate some some like a spanish director or something from the 70s but like in a modern day like marilyn manskin manson 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 manson-esque like video <laughs> from like a, 1994 that should be your new pseudonym Marilyn Manskin that's what <laughs> that's what I'll name my fourth uh Tiny Tina Wonderland's character yeah no, that's Marilyn yeah. Manskin um right I I would say that he's Lords of Salem is him taking like Argento and uh, uh I don't know, maybe a little bit like Freddie Francis, I guess, or something to kind of mash them together. Because it's all about like lighting and angles and tone and mood and whatever, but he just misses the point. It's like, I just, yeah. I don't know, man. And look, again, like, full disclosure, like White Zombie, one of my favorite, favorite bands of my childhood. Like, I love White Zombie and I still listen to White Zombie today. Like, I, the way he captures like samples from different like genre movies and, the imagery in his songs like it's all really brilliant like his artwork is brilliant i think that he's a pretty amazing visual artist but mm-hmm. i don't know it's like how can he not just go back and watch devil's rejects and say like i got it the scene where otis is takes the dude out to like the abandoned farm and the color saturation of the sky like just that like deep like but hazy blue and him standing over him and you know doing the i am the devil and i come to do the devil's work thing like oh it's just it's so fucking good like it's so well done mm-hmm. and it's like he can never capture like like moments here and there but he can never just capture like the perfection of that movie and not, not that that movie's perfect i mean there's some silly stuff in it like the scene with the film critic who's talking about like chaplin and stuff it's all over the top and it's really poorly written and he's just making fun of like film criticism anyway, which is what we're doing. So kind of proving his point, I suppose. But um, I don't know. I don't know, man. As much as I like that dude and as much as I feel like in a lot of ways, he's kind of a kindred spirit to me. I still, I don't know. I just always disappointed him. Yeah. So and if you want to hear us talk about the devil's rejects, uh, you can listen to episode six of the podcast, uh, the top five sequels of the 2000s. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> <your ass. laughs> oh. Ed McMahon would deliver a check to you. 
Mm. All right. Anyway. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything. There's other shit. Like, Prime is getting ready to change, like, this week um, on, what is it? Is it Android devices and, like, things that involve a television, um, like living room devices i think they call them now as a terminology prime's getting ready to change the way it looks it's like a black background and like looks i guess supposedly sleeker or something like that um so who knows and they're gonna have like a top 10 like most viewed or something like that category like row now um i don't want to know that shit um they're still not going to release their numbers but um but they're going to have a show you what the top 10 supposedly is you know it's not like they're going to like just like sneak shit in there that they want people to watch because it'll make people think it's popular and they'll watch it um they wouldn't do that at all um but yeah i just want them to actually but it's like they're going to focus more on prime eligible stuff like yeah they've been doing that for a couple of weeks so like always trying to push that fucking shit on me yeah so um so I can't imagine it's going to become any easier to see what's actually on Prime whatsoever from what I'm, you know, from what I'm gathering from reading it. But I'll have to see and, and judge. Um, yeah, we'll see. All right. I don't really care to know what the top 10 movies that are being watched in general are because they ain't ever going to be nothing I want to see. I mean, you don't think the top 10 things on Netflix, like, interest you at all? No, I never care about that. What? Why do I give a shit what other people are watching? Let's go see I'm, what the top 10 things on Netflix are right now. Stranger Things will be one of them. The only thing I care about on Netflix is recently added. That's all I ever go to. And then I go down to horror so I can be disappointed. <laughs> right. Because it's like the same like 40 movies. Like, Yeah, every once in a while you get another one thrown in there. Every once in a while I'm surprised by right. something that's on there. Right yeah oh those uh fear street things they're gonna um make more of those apparently yeah i've never watched because every everything has got to become like a an ip and a franchise now for everybody so that's all right so the resident evil tv show is number one i ain't watched no new tv shows (laughs) stranger things is number two i already watched that Mm -hmm. home all american homecoming that's Mm. 13 episodes don't care Mm mm-hmm alone 12 episodes don't care all the 13 episodes don't care db cooper where are you i might watch that that's number six i thought thought about watching that uh some new oh kung fu panda tv show 11 episodes (laughs) if frankie was like 10 years younger we'd probably watch that but probably not gonna watch it now umbrella academy never cared won't watch that married at first sight don't care and big timber don't care so there's nothing there's one thing that i might actually watch yeah yeah 30 rocks there though i might watch that again it's always worth watching 30 rock again i've never watched trailer park boys what do you think about that show no i mean there's it's not that there's not funny stuff occasionally but you will not like that show um i don't think at all yeah i probably wouldn't um there's 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 scenes that are really funny and there's like really small stuff that's really funny but like as a whole like it's it's not a thing that like can sustain itself and the fact that it like won so many seasons it's it's, no it gets real it gets bad to me but i've seen so many i've seen so many other horror movies all right i mean at this point like netflix's horror section it's like if i haven't seen it, i'm never watching it unless you put it on the list it's it's just a lot of mainstream stuff and then some stuff that i probably never care about hmm. all right yeah i can't really find anything particularly oh there's a oh that eli movie i you know i'll watch that do you know about that what what about what eli is one of those like pre-covid movies that i thought about going to see in the theater by myself and then i never did and then covid happened and i forgot about it um it's by the guy that directed one of the sinister movies and then the people that wrote um autopsy of jane doe so i was actually kind of interested in it but oh yeah i remember seeing a trailer for this or something yeah um yeah it's the girl from um stranger things place max Oh, she's in it. Yeah. Uh Sadie Sink. Yeah. She's in it. Um 
did we talk about the end of stranger things last we, week yeah we did okay or right just, i remember yeah, that, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yeah i remember that now made it sound like made it sound like we hated like the show like even though we don't um but yeah we talked about it like um the problems with that season oh all right well next week russian spies something different something i'd already forgotten (laughs) so um so interested in that i mean there is variety left i will say that there's variety oh yeah left in a lot of until frank inevitably finds a giallo movie for every single category um that's left on the list which is probably possible um but well not probably not for russian spies maybe (laughs) right i'd have to really work at it (laughs) wow all right well thanks for listening everybody have a good week yep deuces